Send it. Welcome to the Freedom Show. I'm your host, Danny Savage, with special guest Ori. Just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Freedom Show. Thank you for all you guys' support. I hope you guys are having a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time it is you're listening to the podcast. I just want to say thank you. All right, so today's topic is going to be about toxic masculinity. So we kind of introduced this into the last podcast. So now we're going to get more in depth with it today. It's kind of Ori, Ori's idea. He, he generated this conversation and I thought it was a really interesting subject to talk about. So we're just going to jump right into it. What's up, Ori? How are you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing good. You doing good? Yeah. Nice. Feeling good. So what brought this whole thing up about toxic masculinity? Um, Just uh, people, people around, you know, I feel like people uh, uh, struggle with toxic masculinity. Especially, uh, you know, friends and family. Right. Right. So what, what is toxic masculinity? Toxic masculinity is when someone is afraid to show their emotions to another person uh, and not not feel and they don't want to feel like a wimp. Right. More, you like, know, more specifically, like men. Yeah. Men. So like and, men. Yeah. Right. So on the actual definition of it. It says, toxic masculinity is a set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men, regarded as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole. So an example of toxic masculinity is telling boys to man up, and I quote, when they feel upset or justifying abusive and inappropriate behavior with the phrase, boys will be boys. Toxic masculinity can be defined as the need to aggressively compete and dominate others and encompasses the most problematic proclivities in men. So we were watching a YouTube a few minutes ago about it, just kind of giving a brief understanding. What was your take on that? I thought it was really interesting. Uh, because there was a lot of, um, you know, toxic masculinity. <laughs> you got, what, like, what what stood out to you the most? Was yeah. like the the bullying. You know what I mean? The bullying. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that stood out to me. So they use like, uh, you know, Donald Trump. Yeah, as a good as a good example, right? Was, of toxic. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but I think the more accurate depiction they use the two like movie references, the Back to the Future. And what was the other example that they used? Um, they used, uh, I think it was like pursuit of happiness and other stuff like that. Right. So one of the things was on the toxic masculinity was like Back to the Future, which is a pretty old movie from the 1980s. But there was a character in there that was displaying the exact stereotype of like being a toxic. McFly. McFly. Yeah. Right. And he was always bullying people, picking on people. And it was just like the, like they said, the neon sign that this person is a bad person. Mm -hmm. Right. What was the other example that they had? I'm trying to think. Of the 
toxic masculinity. It was basically like breaking it down, like where being like, you're not supposed to cry. And they were breaking it down that having that men are, it's not that they are not allowed to cry, but that society expects men only to cry during certain situations, like really high emotionally demanded things like football games, you know, going yeah, to the playoffs. Yeah. That was one of the other examples, like Friday Night Live. Yeah. Friday Night Lights or whatever. It's always competitive. Mm-hmm. And that was used as an example, like being overly competitive, being super aggressive, and you are built. I remember me when I was a kid, like, you know, fall down, get hurt, fall off my bike. Now I'm going home crying, like, ow, and like, I'll toughen up, rub some dirt on it, drink some water. You know, you're not allowed to cry or something like that because you're supposed to be tough. And crying is perceived to be like a sign of weakness, right? So how does that make you feel? It makes, I mean, it makes me feel sad that the fact that people can't, you know, cry in front of others or in front of their, like, dad. It's just, you know, it's sad. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, that is sad. It's sad that you are programmed or that we are programmed as a society to sit there and say, hey, you're only allowed to cry during certain times. Go to a funeral. You lost somebody. Or like really, you know, like the like the going to the playoffs in a football game. Yeah. You know, certain things like that. But if you're having a rough day, you know, maybe you got into an argument with your, yeah. you know, partner or your friend or whatever else like that and it really upset you mm-hmm. that you're supposed to toughen up. Yeah. You know, you uh, jam your big toe. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. No crying. At all. Exactly. It's not allowed. No. But if a girl stubs their toe, they can fall down the ground, ball uh, their eyes out. It's over. And yeah, the world stopped. Like you gotta you gotta baby her and give her, you know, super super attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the example for like, you know, you know, some girls can go to like, you know, what we were talking about before. They can go get a pedicure and then you know, guys, we're not getting pedicures. We're, you know, we're we're out here just like fishing and trying to catch fish. Right. And like, we don't really talk about like our problems. Right. You know? No, yeah. Because if you have problems and you're not a strong guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so why tough. do why do you think that is? You think that's you think why where do you think that originated from? More more importantly, where do you think that originated from? Um, I think that came from. Uh, society honestly or you know how people portray themselves do you think it came back like from like the beginning stages of you know society and things like that where men were the hunters and gatherers because they were physically stronger and women were more like the caretakers you know they stayed inside cooking and taking care of children yeah, which children, as we've seen in that awareness, that you know, boys and teenagers have have a little more leniency when it comes to crying. Mm-hmm. But from the time that you're a boy, a little boy growing up and being coming a Dude, teenager, everyone expects you to be a man. Everybody expects you to be a man, right? Mm-hmm. And expect you not to cry when there's emotional situations. Exactly, and that's that's where it goes with um with faith is where you can cry, literally. In front of a man, man on man. Right. And 
Yeah, you're just, you know, you're balling out. Yeah, no, <laughs> Jesus definitely. He, I think the thing in when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was crucified, it says he wept so much mm-hmm. that he was weeping blood. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot of crying. And I really, like, think about that, like, dang, Jesus must have been really going through it to cry that hard. Yeah. And I wonder what was really going on in his mind to cry so much. Was he crying that he was about to leave? Was mm-hmm. he crying over, like, you know, having that he knew that his next step in his journey was to leave his disciples, which were all men, by the way, yeah, and set them to be independent, you know, believers and, and pass the message along of Christ, you know, his message of love and care, mm-hmm. brotherly yeah. love, you know? Love. Uh, yeah, so I thought, it was, I thought it was really interesting because there was another point and Jesus really breaks down that toxic masculinity because toxic masculinity is also like super competitiveness, aggression, mm-hmm. you know, uh, making women to sexual objects. Yeah. You know, saying you're mine and, uh-huh. you know, it's it's really it's really toxic when it's, you really break it down. It's really selfish. Really yeah. selfish, right. And Jesus yeah. kind of breaks that down when he's in, and I remember they came off the thing, off of the road, and they go inside one of the houses, and Mary Magdalene's there, and she goes to, like, start washing his feet. I believe that's how the story goes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he, Jesus himself, actually gets the bowl and the towel and the water and starts washing, washing the, the, his disciples' feet. Yeah. yeah. And you know why? One of the historical things is, like, they didn't have, like, shoes and Nikes and... Mm-hmm you know, combat boots or whatever else you wear nowadays to protect your feet. They wore sandals and the roads were always dusty. So that was like one of the servants jobs Mm -hmm. that when your guests came to the house, they would wash your feet to wash all the dirt and the dust and grimy stuff off that you got on from walking. Yeah. Because their main transportation was walking. Maybe a few donkeys here and there, maybe a horse, but (laughs) you know, mainly it was walking, you know, so... Walking, walking like I talk it. Walking like I talk it. <laughs> right. So they get, it gets really deep into it. And I think Jesus is like the prime example of, you know, sh- breaking down toxic masculinity. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure there was toxic masculinity back then. I mean, they had like the gladiators. Yeah. Which were savage men. Uh-huh. That if I told you, hey, this guy was a gladiator, do you think he's over there crying? No. If you've seen a gladiator cry... Would you be like, that guy's not a gladiator, he's a like, fake? Yeah, then you'd be like, yeah, that guy's, yeah, he's a cat. Mm-hmm, a cat, not a gladiator. Uh, yeah, pretty much. He's he's not really doing any damage. No, no, he's... And I think that comes down to, like, people, like, as guys, we're supposed to be tough. Like, we're supposed to be able to take on the weight of our families and take on the weight of the world and just keep marching forward. Yeah, we have to work hard. We have to do all these things, mm-hmm. support a family, do this, you know... Or vice versa for, you know, I mean, shout out to the girls too, but, you know, men, men got to work hard too. And if you, and if you as a guy mm-hmm. are breaking down on an emotional level, yeah. you're vulnerable, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. And that vulnerability to society is weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy is, this guy's weak. This guy's weak because he's crying. Yeah. And crying is a form, in my opinion, I don't think crying is, is a form of weakness. I think yeah. the I think of crying, crying one on one or with anyone, honestly, 
is actually strength, I feel like, or that's power. I think it's strength. Yeah. Because you're able to show that person that you are vulnerable mm-hmm. and a real strong person yeah. knows that they have vulnerable parts. Yes. You know, but where toxic masculinity comes into play is like, you're pretending you're not vulnerable on any level. Mm-hmm. Like you are completely bulletproof. Yep. Nothing can infiltrate your armor. Yes. You know, which comes down to one of the other definitions. It's emotional disconnection, you know? Yeah. Emotional damage. Yeah. I mean, that's from emotional damage. Yeah. You know, as you're growing up, you're being told like, toughen up. Like, yeah. You're, you're supposed to be a man. Like you're not supposed to be weak. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to. Exactly. Dude, sometimes I just want to be baby. Like, yeah, I just want to like, yeah, just I, cry. I, I don't want nothing. I just want you to baby me a little bit, <laughs> you know? And I think that comes into like being in touch with your, you know, your in your interior self, your soul, yeah, who you are as, as a core of a person. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I thought, you know, cry, crying is uh, definitely important. Um, you know, people struggle; they go through uh, different things. You know, um, it's it's hard. It's hard to be a man and to show show love. You know what I mean? Without without looking like you're you know, a cat right weak weak yeah a, a wimp or and it goes with the you know growing up like i used to read uh diary of a wimpy kid you know that 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 book is almost like toxic masculinity if you mm-hmm. think about it because his kid's in high school and he's you know trying to figure out his his life and he's you know just going through all these all these phases and then you know, he's, he's struggling. So what's the problem with toxic masculinity? The problem with toxic masculinity is that men can't express themselves. Freely. Freely. Yeah. Right. And they, they, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that because, uh, I mean, it could really lead to suicide. It could lead to all the other things. So, when you are faking the front here, mm-hmm. you're faking it to make it. You're faking that you're this tough, masculine guy with no vulnerabilities. You are in charge. You're super competitive. Like you got to beat everybody in the world, mm-hmm. and you really have these internal components inside of you that are not lined up, that are weak. Mm-hmm. But you're denying those aspects of your life that it it eventually overloads you. And it breaks you down. Yeah. Because you never had a release. You never had Mm -hmm. that point where you're able to offload all of those things that you've been denying. Denial, denial, denial. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, the reality kicks in. Yeah. That you're broken. Mm hmm. That's what men to men. Mm hmm. And it breaks it down. And that's where you get the, a lot of guys and a lot of people become their only option is to. it's the take man up. Yeah. Or, take, yeah. Take it, take it out. Suicide. Yeah. I can't handle this anymore. I can't talk about this to anybody anymore. Or I've never been able to talk about this to anybody. Mm-hmm. And if I do, then I perceived as weak, which is denying your whole manhood. Yeah. You being a man. Exactly. And the only option that, that leads you to is suicide. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't physically commit suicide, you're still committing you're still, suicide of oneself. Yeah. yeah, you're still like pushing yourself away from people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
it's uh it's rough out there so that's where that's where it becomes problematic is because you were brought up you were programmed mm-hmm. as a as a guy as a as a boy going through your life and growing up that you are mimicking the role of your father or the other mm-hmm. whatever male role models you have and, and also you, you don't want to fail your family or right. you're, you're trying to please your family like oh look what i can do you know i can do this and you know people are just like wow look that guy's you know that guy's a man and if you if you do cry then they're saying oh this guy's not able to handle things mm-hmm. right so i think there's like a delicate balance I don't think anybody really likes a crybaby. Somebody who cries over everything, no. not even on a feminine side. No. Like if I know a girl and that's all she does is cry, 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 cry. I'm like, I don't want to be around this, dude. Fat chance. Yeah, fat chance. I'm out. <laughs> like, like, stay way over there, you know. And there's an acceptable like balance. There's acceptable things to be crying about. But yeah. if you're like work, yeah, or you're crying because your Starbucks coffee didn't get to you in three and a half minutes. Yeah, that's just tough. Yeah, it's just like, why are you crying? <laughs> oh, she didn't give me my coffee because she didn't like me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe she didn't get your coffee because it was there was twenty other people in front of you, yeah, and they were slammed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's like overboard crying. But then there's like an acceptable balance. Yeah. So I think that you know, overcoming. Toxic masculinity. toxic masculinity is important. Mm-hmm. So what's the first step in overcoming toxic masculinity? I'd say the first step is to, you know, is to really talk to someone, you know, and to open up. Right. And be loving. Right. Also to, you know, even if you have to cry, dude, like. Cry in front of your brothers. Right. Yeah. Cry in front of your brothers and, uh, you know, show Show love. Show show your vulnerable side. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know what? Yeah. I'm pretty uh, masculine. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to cry. Exactly. So I think like the first step in overcoming toxic masculinity is what we're doing right now, bringing awareness to it. Yeah. That you know what? Like guys, girls, men, women, all that, that don't just look at a guy and say, you're supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. That look at them from the creature that God built them into and that they are vulnerable. Yeah. And men, men are sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's not just women. I think, I think men are really sensitive, mm-hmm. but then they get involved with the programming of the toxic masculinity where they're not supposed to show it. Yeah. And then that's where they get, that's where I feel like they get angry mm-hmm. and that's where they, they can't really show their emotion side. That's where the aggression comes out. Mm-hmm. And that's where the super competitiveness comes y- out. Yes. You know, yeah, in football, football, Mm. especially, especially in football. Yeah. So like when my buddies and I, we all played football, it was a lot of, there was a lot of aggression and, you know, like the coach would always be, you know, like talking to us and trying to get us to, you know, man up like, like you didn't do good on that play. Like what the heck is wrong with you? Right. Like, like, I'm not perfect. Like, what, what do you want me to do? And then he'll be like, man up. Right, right. Or you didn't, like, throw the ball the right way or whatever, you know. He's like... You're less of a man now. Exactly. Because you threw an interception. Yes. Or you were under pressure and you made a mistake. Yeah. And then then he'll be like, oh, run laps, mm, you know. Punish you. Yeah. For, yeah. Making a mistake and then not having, you know, somebody to confide. Like, why did I make that mistake? Yeah. You know? 
and instead of building support, which I don't think that that comes down to like the coach having bad intentions. I mm-hmm. think that the coach was just programmed bad. Yeah. You know, having that expectation and, and basically pushing that program onto you guys. Yes. And saying, Hey, toxic masculinity is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think that all comes back down to not being aware of what toxic masculinity is. This isn't to sit there and say, guys should just go out and just start crying all day, every day now. I think it comes down to having that healthy balance. Yeah. Being more acceptable and saying, hey, that's as oneself and saying, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm, I make mistakes. And when things are happening in my life that sometimes I just need to sit down and have a good cry. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like, wait, that, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's good to cry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm going to call you up at, you know, 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, my day was just so bad, bro. Like, I just can't take this anymore. <laughs> you know, but when there is all these things in life. Yeah, it's almost like we cry when there's, like, a tragedy. Like, it's like, bad, like, really bad tragedy. Right. You know what I mean? And you're scared. Yeah. And then that's when the crying but that's 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 what society says. It's the only time that it, that it's acceptable. Yeah, you know. So it's like no, no, no. We need to we need to break this down. So we're what we're doing basically is just bringing it to everybody's awareness because this is a big issue. It's a, even a bigger issue now with COVID going on and everybody's becoming isolated even more than what we were before. Now these things that like us guys used to have as a outlet to kind of have a little bit of relief. Like doing sports and hanging out with the boys and you know doing doing masculine things to basically reaffirm our masculine our masculinity that now that those things have been fewer and far between now more guys are committing suicide now mm-hmm. the suicide rate went up phenomenal like so much because like, so I mean because of COVID thing too because of COVID because now mm-hmm. they're now they're even more isolated I can't yeah. hey mm-hmm. hey guys let's go out and golf today. Yeah. Hey guys, let's go out and do this today, you know, because COVID shut a lot of things down. Yeah. So I think it's even more important now to bring it to people's awareness. Like this is what toxic masculinity is. We see it mm-hmm. every day. I it showed that clip on the Back to the Future. Yeah. Where it's completely acceptable for the guy to go up and he's just staring girls down. Yeah. You know, or so creepy. Yeah, so creepy. Or like the guy being possessive of his girl, like mm-hmm. you're my girl. Yeah, and she's like, no, I chose to go to the dance with this other guy. Exactly. You're like, no, you're not doing that because you're my girl. Yeah, no, you know. So I think it number one is just recognizing within yourself, like where you have toxic masculine traits, and overcoming these things and accepting them and saying, hey, I'm not going to be toxic. Setting the example, having mm-hmm. the awareness, and eventually through that work and effort. That we are putting in right now, even today, yeah. That eventually toxic masculinity will be less and less and less as the years go on. Yeah, you know. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, I think you made a really good good point where you said, you know, show your own vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Show your brothers, like you know what, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think if you have those role models in your life, especially with the younger generations, that you show them, like, hey, you know what, so it's okay because they look up to you. Yeah. They look up to me and they look at us like 100%. Mm-hmm. I said, people are always looking up to me, I feel like. Yeah. And they're looking at you like, okay. Like, oh, this guy has all the answers. I don't. Right. You know? Right. Like, I don't have all the answers, but I, you know, I try. I try. Right. And that's, that's a big part. And that's all we can do is try. Is just try. So this message really goes out to 
mainly our male audience has listened to the podcast, but this also goes out to our female listeners that are listening right now to sit there and say, hey, help us men become more acceptable, more accepted Mm -hmm. of our own vulnerabilities and know that sometimes we just need to be hugged. Sometimes we just need to have that good cry. Love. Love. And if it's not accepted and it's you're supposed to be tougher, then all you're doing is reinforcing that toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And nobody likes a guy who's just toxic, bro. No. Period. So we're going to open up the channel with that. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you guys are awesome to hit us up through email, frdmshow at gmail.com. And definitely want to hear you guys' input to this episode. Let us know what your, your take is on toxic masculinity. And let us know how we can help. All right, guys, this is Danny Savage. Thank you for listening. And our special guest, Ori. Yes, sir. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much.